couple of shout-outs before we get started here. Uh, Shout-out to Boardman, Oregon. I believe there's a Navy base or some kind of bombing center out there. And uh, I see you guys listen to the podcast, so I just want to say thank you for your service and thank you for listening, even though you're just the uh, the taxi drivers for the Marines. Still appreciate you. I'm just kidding. Thank you for your service, really. Thank you for listening as well. And also a shout-out to uh, Brussels. Now, I don't speck into Deutsch, but I do speck into thank you for listening. Um, kind of nuts that it's uh, across the world and you guys spend time listening to this podcast. So thank you very much. Thank you for listening. And uh, South Korea. I was about to say North Korea. Jesus. I don't think North Korea listens yet. Um, South Korea. Fuck, you guys are so advanced. You probably already heard this podcast and I didn't even release it yet. So thank you very much for listening across the uh, across the world, across the spectrum. Thank you very much. It means a lot to me. And uh, you guys can find me on Instagram. You can find me on YouTube if you want to watch these podcasts. Just uh, type in the Curiosity Chamber and you will find it. I will pop up, I believe, or... Maybe someone doing some dominatrix shit in a dungeon. The curiosity chamber is kind of what it sounds like. Uh, either way, just type it in. You'll find me. Um, you know what's fucked up, guys? What's fucked up is... Okay, let me walk you through this, all right? Let's say we're watching a video of this beautiful young little lady getting dressed, getting prepared to go out for a date. Right, she's putting on her makeup, putting on lipstick, doing her hair, picking out her clothes, putting on nice high heels, and then she walks out the door. She gets an Uber. She drives to her date. She arrives at her date, and it's a nice candle lit dinner table, and then the guy standing there. All right, now this guy can look like. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. The first thing that people are thinking, that guys are thinking, oh, that guy? Oh, that's the guy? Oh, fuck that guy. It doesn't matter if he just donated $2,000 to the the wheelchair and corporation, I don't know, foundation. Doesn't matter. Every guy will have the same instinct and the same reaction. Oh, that guy? That's the guy? Fuck that guy. Could be the nicest gentleman. And uh, you're getting thrown under the bus. You're getting thrown to the wolves. Sorry. So I just thought that was kind of uh, kind of silly because I watched a video on Instagram. First thing I woke up and it was of that video. And then I saw the guy. I'm like, oh, this is the guy? Doesn't matter if it was some other guy. I would have still talked shit. So guys have it pretty rough. I'm sorry about that. I'll try to work on that. Happy MLK Day. Martin Luther King. Figured that we'd take some time to discuss his assassination. Because um, there's a conspiracy behind it. And I am, you know, after reading a few books and after COVID and all this shit, I, JFK, I really don't believe the CIA or the government too much, you know. So when there's a story that's like black and white and it has to do with an assassination of a higher power like MLK, kind of reluctant. So I figured we'd take some time to uh, discuss the conspiracy and see what we come up with. But uh, 
MLK was assassinated by who exactly? He was assassinated by a character named James Earl Ray. That's who you're led to believe, or by the CIA, which I believe. And, uh, you know, even the King family, they feel so strongly that Martin was killed by the CIA that they've spent time and resources trying to free James Earl Ray, the assassinator. In 1999, the King family, specifically Martin's wife, all right, actually sued the U.S. government for a conspiracy to wrongful death. And they won that suit. No one knows that. That's not common knowledge. They won that suit. It was a civil suit. You can go look it up. It's fucking crazy. No one knows that. How come that wasn't on the news, you know? And apparently, one of the witnesses saw James Earl Ray during the assassination. Just one. And 74 saw a different man shoot MLK. And let me let me expand on that even further. The one guy that saw James Earl Ray shoot MLK, that man was drunk. He was wasted. And he was brought on to, to ABC to do a, an interview. And the person that was doing the interview held up a picture of James Earl Ray. And the guy that saw him immediately asked, who's that? What? You saw him. That's that's the person that you claim shot MLK. How good did you see him? Did you see the back of his head? Did you see his kneecaps? Like, how don't you know a picture held up to you is the person that you're claiming shot MLK? Just some some fishy shit going on. Right now, allegedly, Jesse Jackson was there, and at the exact moment that MLK got shot, he died in uh he died in Jesse Jackson's arms. Right? He had blood all over his shirt when he ran to the news broadcasters. However, the eyewitness testimonies say otherwise that when MLK was shot, that Jesse Jackson ran away instantly and went to a room and put fake blood all over himself and then ran back to the media cameras with blood all over his shirt describing what had happened exactly. Now you know, that would mean that that Jesse Jackson would have had to have known that there was going to be an assassination if he was to keep blood on his body, like fake blood on his body and run to a room real quick and put it all over, you know? So I'm a little eerie on on that description of it, but that, that conspiracy is out there as well that Jesse Jackson knew this was going to happen. Um, but we do know this. We do know that Jesse Jackson... And MLK, they kind of had some beef together because there was this moment in time when MLK was doing a, he was, he was doing a speech and it was about um, not using violence and just protesting through, you know, just standing and using your voice. And then, you know, um, Jesse Jackson saw the police coming. And at that exact moment, immediately Jesse Jackson just contradicted everything that MLK was saying in that speech. And he was saying, all right, it's time to bear down right now. Let's go get them. Do not let them stomp on over us. Make a wall. Let's fight back. Fight, fight, fight. Just completely eradicating everything that MLK said. So MLK kind of had some beef with Jesse Jackson. And Jesse was 
he didn't like living in the shadow of MLK, how MLK became this bigger than life, prominent character and how Jesse wasn't getting the attention he thought he deserved. So there was always that, you know, I feel not superior to you and Jesse Jackson, you know, still to this day is kind of like the attention whore, you know, whenever something happens, he's the first one on the camera. You know, if something happens in the black community, he's always one of the first ones on the, the television screen. And I get it. I mean, I'm not I'm not hating on that, but it's just like you notice these things. Like, why is he always the first one to start speaking? He likes that limelight. So MLK and Jesse Jackson apparently had some beef. Now, let's talk about the weapon that was used. That's a pretty big one, right? You find the gun. You find the killer if there's fingerprints on it you know i mean it's kind of like the smoking gun so it was a, a remington 760 a 30-06 and the gun was matched to james earl ray but was neverly a match ballistically to the bullet that was that killed king all right it was best determined that it was probably the same model of gun but the rifle within the barrel were similar but it could not be determined an exact match in the court of law. So, I mean, there's just, there's so much shit out there and shenanigans about conspiracies and MLK, JFK. Like, how, how do you believe in the government and the CIA right now? Like, what do you believe in? You know, if they, I'm curious, please hit me up on Instagram or, or YouTube. This is just a little bit of information that I have. I wanted to share it with you guys on MLK Day, but I'm reluctant. You know, I'm reluctant. Why would the why would the family? I think the biggest one is why would the family try to to exonerate the assassinator? You know, James Earl Ray. Why would the fucking family try to release him from prison? If your kid was killed, would you go and try to exonerate your kid's killer? No, of course not. Of course not. And then the wife, you know, it's just, there's, there's, it's never black and white. Let's just say, no pun intended. It's never black and white. And let's say nowadays, do you think they can get away with an assassination nowadays? Like if Trump was in office? Would they try and would they try and whack him, you think? Or is there just there's just too much information out there now? Like Twitter, there's Instagram, YouTube, everyone has a fucking camera on them. I think you'd have to do it in a like a, a poisoning kind of way, because Russia still does it. Russia still poisons the fuck out of people. Or they use airplanes. That one fine gentleman that was trying to go against Putin just recently, a couple months ago. Randomly, his airplane crashed. I don't know. That sucks. No conspiracy there. These things happen. You know, and to think that they don't happen in America is kind of absent-minded, in my belief. Shit happened in, um, I don't think it was exactly in North Korea, but it was it was Kim Jong-un's brother. Something happened with them, and there's video of it on YouTube if you want to go check it out. It's kind of fucked up, but 
I don't know what Kim Jong-un's brother was going to do, maybe testify against him or some shit. But Kim Jong-un sent some some hitmen to an airport. And all of a sudden, it might have been in Japan, actually, now that I'm thinking of it. And you see these people come up from behind Kim Jong-un's brother and real quick just put a rag over his mouth and then run off. And you kind of see Kim Jong-un's brother like freaking the fuck out like, what was that all about? What happened? Oh, no. What's on my face? Freaking out. And then he, he, he walks and looks for security. Or he goes to like a medical tent and he tells personnel that someone just came up to him and put a rag on his face. And then I think a couple minutes later, you see him in a gurney and ultimately he ended up dying. He died from, I don't know what the poison was, but he was poisoned. That's fucked up, man. God, to live in fear like that? He had to have known something was coming. Just evil people, dude. Just evil, evil people. And unfortunately, in this time and era, like money and power over everything. Money and power over people's lives. Right? And as time goes on, it's just like, boy. Do I really want to... Like, I'm having a hard time now just eating food. Just because I'm not sure... Like, factory farming is so fucking disgusting. I need to go out and hunt my own food, I think. I've been watching too many documentaries. That's the thing. There's too many documentaries on everything, goddammit. Plagues my mind. But factory farming is a real big problem. The way they... The way all the cows are living on top of each other and feces and disease and then they're led to a a murder cabin a slaughterhouse and just ended and you know they're living in fear i have to believe they're living in fear they they have to fucking know what's going on i think that animals are a lot smarter than we we give praise to i really do I really think they're they're conscious beings, maybe not in the sense of how a human being is, but maybe. So if they're seeing like thousands of cows at a time just leave and never come back, I wonder where the fuck they went. But they're li- living in slop as well, so they're probably their cortisone levels are probably out of this world, growing tumors, having disease in them, just an unhealthy lifestyle, and then where where to eat that? Where'd the quote come from? You are what you eat. Oh, God. So, like, some of the chicken that you eat just has sal- salmonella all over it. There was these tests that were done. And, again, I'm watching these documentaries, but I think it's, like, one out of every eight chicken breasts that you buy is covered in salmonella. Just disgusting. And it makes sense if you were to watch to see how these chickens live in this fuck, it looks like a sea of white, like 30,000 square foot room barn outside. And it's just packed with chickens on top of each other, clawing each other, throwing up, pecking each other. Now those little fuckers are dinosaurs. I don't know if I trust them, but still there's going to be the viruses and the tumors and dude, like something's going to come some other 
pandemic or plague is going to come from these fucking farms, dude. There's no way it doesn't. It's disgusting. We're eating that constantly. Ugh. So what's the best way to eat? I don't even know anymore, man. All the food is processed. Sugar is terrible for you. The shit that tastes good is going to kill you. The shit that's good for you costs so much money, too. So, ugh. I don't know, and it feels like every time that that someone rises to power with with a good head on their shoulders and a path forward, they end up dying or get sick or or they get compromised in one way or another. There's this bottleneck, and I don't know the way out. You would need like a a board of of smart people, a board of chairmen, chair ladies. You know that that oversee the way government is is being ran cuz it's being ran right into the fucking ground, the way I see it. There has to be like a watchdog. But how do you select the watchdog? How do you know that the watchdogs aren't compromised themselves? It's a fucking it's a real weird sticky situation because the factor is you have human beings in power. Dude, you give a you give me a fucking pistol and a badge? Maybe not me. But you give someone a a, a pistol and a badge cuz I don't even like telling people what to do. I hate that. I hate that aspect. Telling you what to do. You're a grown person, you can figure it out. I'll try to guide you like I guide my kid, but I don't think I should I should be able to tell you what to do. You're a fucking grown adult. You know, you can make decisions. You can put in your body whatever you please. As long as you're not harming someone. You know, or jeopardizing people's lives. Do whatever you want. I don't care. But another grown adult shouldn't tell you how to live your life. You can figure it out if you're doing something and your life is in the complete shitter that it's wrong. You can figure that out. You know? But how would you feel about an artificial intelligent overlord, I guess, is in complete control? That's that's a weird thing, right? That's a very weird thing. Because what kind of emotions does an AI have? Probably not a lot. Maybe it has human emotions. Humans don't have the best of emotions. You know, okay, so let's say this AI doesn't even have emotions, okay? It just simply looks at the facts and then implements. Looks at the facts, implements. What's the best way? This is the best way. Doesn't take into consideration anything. So I hear, I do hear Joe Rogan talking about it a lot about how an AI overlord or an AI president would be best. But look, from his position, I don't think it would be beneficial to him because I think what AI would do is it would see that money is the root of all evil. In most cases, it is. Money makes people act different. Money, like tons of money, makes people, it gives people power, a certain power that people shouldn't have. So what would AI ultimately do? Maybe get rid of money. Maybe redistribute the money. Joe Rogan's pretty wealthy. I don't think he would like if AI took away his money and distributed it, right? 
It's not thinking about how you feel. It's AI. It's just looking at the facts and what would alleviate some of the pain points in the world. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think... Oh, Jesus, man. But is it better than human beings? Because right now, it fucking sure seems like it. You have Charles Klob or whatever the fuck his name is over in... Where does he live? On the Death Star? And he's wearing that trench coat and has jewels and candles lit all over the place. You'll owe nothing. And that's happening right now. BlackRock is buying all these fucking houses and then reselling them to single families for an extensive price increase. Or they're buying the houses and they want to rent you the house. So you don't own it. You just rent it. Renting is cool. I enjoy renting because you don't have to worry about shit. If something breaks, I mean, you just have someone come here and they fix it and you don't have to worry about money out of pocket. But at the same time, it's nice to own things, to have the option to own things. Instead of not having that option, because honestly, what first-time homeowners has $600,000 just laying around in this climate? 0.0001%. Where, where does this all go? Where does it all go? Leads to aliens coming to invade us? Maybe. I don't know. I was in a deep thought yesterday. I was like, what does it all mean? Where does it all lead anyways? And when you ask those questions, ultimately, you kind of get this dystopian feel. Because to quote a very popular Linkin Park song, in the end, it doesn't even matter. Because the outcome is going to be the same. We all leave this world, this realm. So why why do you put so much stress on yourself? It's kind of why I'm, I'm so stress-free. And maybe that's one of the negative qualities about me. Maybe that's one of the good qualities about me. We all leave this world at one point or another. So why stress the fuck out so much? Okay. You you do you do amazing things. You put your fingerprint on this earth. Awesome. You end up dead. The world ends. The world we know the world is going to end. Maybe in a trillion years, yeah, in a long fucking time, but this earth is not going to be here for eternity. It's going to be gone. So everything that you've done is gone. Okay. That's one point to look at it. While you're here, Enjoying this experience, I believe you should try to do your best. You should definitely try to do your best. Because we don't know what happens at the end of this. And if you have people that are so certain that knows what happens at the end of this human experience, tell them to fuck off. They're in a cult. You don't know. No one knows. No one has sufficient proof on what happens when you die as a human being. So even the people that say, there's just black, there's nothing. That's it. You're unplugged. It's just black. That's a fucking cult. 
because they're so certain that nothing happens. They don't know. Maybe you transcend. Maybe, maybe there's another dimension. Maybe there is a soul. You know, it's all these maybes, maybes, maybes. There's no guarantee. So, with that being said, you should try your best while you're here. Maybe you're being tested. Ooh, maybe, maybe not. But maybe you're being tested to see how you do in this realm. Are you nice to people? Are you trying your best? Are you succeeding? Did you give up? Are you worthy of the next step if there is a next step? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not willing to put all of my fucking chips on green. You know, in the roulette table, you have black, red, and then the one out of a million chance is green. I'm not willing to do that. So I figure I'm going to try my best while I'm here. Even though I know as a human being that Earth is not going to be here forever. And everything that I do on this Earth will be eradicated. Same with everybody else. That's why I don't stress out. Make good friends. Make good memories. If you have kids, be nice to your kids. Give them the best life. You know? We're in this together, and people don't understand that for whatever reason. For, for whatever reason, we're very divided, and that's a shame to see. Red versus blue. Who gives a fuck? Who really gives a fuck? The higher powers that be make you, make you believe that's real. That there's two parties when you're describing a fucking human being, the most complex species on earth, maybe in the universe, that there's only two parties, red or blue. Get the fuck out of here. I wish we can get rid of all of that shit and just see like, dude, right now it's negative 22 degrees outside where I'm at. If me, a Republican and a Democrat are outside next to a fucking broken down car trying to fix it? Do you think we give a flying fuck what their political party is? Hell no. We're trying our best to fix the problem as fast as we could before we freeze our dicks off. And if you have a vagina, freeze your vagina off before you get frostbitten everywhere. We're trying to figure out the problem, a solution to get this person back in their car and they can drive home to a warm house so we can get back in our car and drive back to our house. We're not thinking about anything else. And sometimes I think we need a fucking bigger problem on our plate so we can stop doing all this little micromanagement bullshit with the fucking red and blue and Biden and Trump shit. We need a bigger problem. I'm sorry. So we can fucking eradicate all of this thinking. Incredible. Okay. That coffee just hit me. Um, I think that's enough for today. Have a happy MLK day. And um, I think my friend Danny's going to come onto the podcast. We're going to talk about aliens again. I love that topic. 
And uh, we'll get some more interviews here coming up shortly. Thank you for listening again to everyone, not just the people I mentioned at the beginning, but everyone in general. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Keep your head up. All right. Be good to your fellow man, your fellow woman. Um, Have a good time. Try to have fun, man. Remember, if you just stay at home, nothing is going to happen. All right. So go. I know sometimes it's hard, but try to go out there and experience some things just one step at a time. Doors will open, okay? I'm trying to do the same as well. And I love you all. Thank you for listening. You can find me uh, at the Curiosity Chamber on uh, Instagram, YouTube. Type it in if you want to see this visually. And, you know, stay warm out there. All right? Love you guys. Peace. Peace.